Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast featuring the Crop Doctors. Good morning from the Crop Doctors Podcast Studio in Stoneville. We have another episode with one of our platinum sponsors from the Row Crop, Row Crop Short Course. That's not a hard word to say, Tom. I bumbled that up. But Dr. Tom Eubank is with us with Phytogen slash Corteva. Or is it Corteva slash Phytogen? Is that what's the appropriate way? Uh, it's it's Phytogen's fine. <laughs> uh, so it's good to have Tom. Tom has never been on a podcast with us before. We worked with Tom for a long time. You were at Stoneville like the first, I don't know, seven or eight years I was here. He so, was here when I started in 07. He was a yeah. student at that point, unless he was... Yeah, I didn't finish in support my PhD staff. until 2010. Well, and you did master's and PhD with Poston, isn't that right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so Tom worked for Poston, and then he was a weed scientist here for several years before he went to work for Phytogen. So good to have you here, Tom, and we certainly appreciate Phytogen sponsoring the Row Crop Short Course in December. Why don't you just take a few minutes and tell the folks that are listening what your job is and how you can interact with them, but then to the services that Phytogen has for our growers in Mississippi. Sure. Yeah. I appreciate the opportunity to, to be here with, with you all. And, uh, Phytogen is a uh, cottonseed company. We're a brand, uh, within the Corteva AgriSciences business portfolio. And, uh, we, uh, we sell cotton across the the U.S., all the way from uh, California, selling uh, Pima varieties uh, across the uh, Texas and Southeast as well with Oakland varieties. We've got uh, breeding stations across the U.S. as well. We've got four breeding stations in the U.S., one in California, one in Texas, uh, one here in locally in Leland, Mississippi, and one in uh, Georgia. And we've uh, been bringing new products to, to bear uh, the last couple of years, so with uh, some of our phytogen native breeding traits that I'm sure we'll uh, discuss uh, in length here momentarily uh, with uh, robust bacterial blight resistance, root knot nematode resistance, and now reniform nematode resistance in uh, several of our upland cotton varieties. And so then what's your role with the company? So I am a cotton development specialist. Uh, so I primarily uh, work uh, bringing forward the newest varieties to commercial commercialization um, I, I kind of get a first hand look at some of the varieties before we put them into to the growers' hands, just to make sure that we understand agronomically where these products fit. You know what uh, PGR responses are, nitrogen response, uh, growth habits. Uh, so that's kind of my realm. And then also, uh, once it reaches commercialization, I kind of help make sure that uh, if there are any bumps in the road, I go and help address those with growers and. And our customers. You manage your own strip trial type studies too, don't you? We do our own in-house uh, testing. A lot of it's done with growers, uh, what we call our innovation plots. Um, we also have a Phytogen Horizon network where we have key growers across the, the Mid-South that we uh, t- test some of these new varieties on as well. Uh, but a big part of our data comes from uh, university OVTs. Uh, we're very thankful to have Mississippi State University and the OVT program, the on-farm county trial program, because that gives us another layer of data to, to look at these varieties, see how we do in head-to-head competition with, with other products. Um, and then uh, those varieties then eventually go to commercialization. 
So how many varieties would you have had in Brian Paralisi's on-farm stuff last year? The on-farm trials this year, we're, we had three varieties. Okay. Phytogen 411, Phytogen 443, and Phytogen 332. So that's a lot of geography getting covered within the state and i know you know y'all are doing similar things in the other states as well well and you still enter a good number of of varieties in the actual mississippi state university official variety testing program which is done at additional locations as well and i don't i don't remember how many total entries you had in there but out of the 44 it was it was a good set and then you even still enter some some numbered things before they're actually released for commercialization right which which are fantastic to look at because i know you mentioned the bacterial blight resistance and that's something that i still do is uh bacterial blight evaluations and it's it's nice to have those resistant varieties in there because they serve as you know real good set of eyes to look at those to see that that they are looking fantastic when it comes to extremely a limited amount of reproduction of that organism on that leaf tissue. I mean, it's, it's almost non-existent. Um, and being as that there's no immunity to that organism, I mean, y'all are, I, I would say from what I've looked at over the last few years, extremely close to immunity to bacterial blight. I appreciate those comments. And that's, that's something we made a commitment to several years ago. I mean, we still, uh, bring forward new uh, varieties with classical breeding techniques. Uh, we're, we're still going back and we're looking at uh, native parental lines, bringing in these resistance genes into our upland varieties. And we made a commitment to not bring a new variety forward unless it has bacterial blight resistance. So every v- variety the customer sees that has wide strike three flex and list on the, the, the bag, they should know that those are bacterial blight resistant. And that's not, you know, for the listeners, that's not an easy thing to do because you're talking about typically multiple genes. Then if you consider your nematode resistance packages, you have two nematodes, root knot and reniform. And most field situations differ on which nematode is present. But then when you add in the bacterial blight resistance, finding multiple resistant packages within one variety is typically not as easy as what you would expect it to. There's a whole lot that goes on behind the scenes to bring a a variety to to market today. I mean, there's 15 years of development behind each variety that's released today. So we've been working on these for a long, long time. Tens of thousands of lines of, of, you know, varieties that obviously most of them never make it to market. Uh, and so we we're able to, to go through those and cherry pick the ones that have the gene expression that we want, have the gene equivalency, you know, and the robustness to exhibit those uh, traits that we desire. And then also it's got to have the yield component. You know, yield component is obviously very, very important to, to growers as well. And again, I think our performance in the OVTs and the on-farm trials has shown that we've, we've got really, really high yielding varieties as well. Well, and we've had some of those nematode resistant varieties here in Stoneville too and in the pathology program and we've looked at those both with and without the seed treatment suite package that you all have there to consider that as an integrated management practice for nematode management and those varieties that do contain the reniform resistance traits look pretty good Um, and and they're you know the resistance that's there is not only believable but it's it's effective, and I think that's something that farmers that have a nematode problem on their farm 
uh, really need to consider those because those are advantageous both economically and are also advantageous then to reduce the actual nematode population that's present. And that's what you want with a resistant variety uh, from a cotton standpoint. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And all the varieties that, that we're selling now in Mississippi, every single variety is root, not nematode resistant. Uh, half the varieties that we're selling are reniform resistant as well. And, you know, Tom, you know, you and I've talked in the past about the historical uh, surveys that were done detecting the presence of root knot and or reniform nematodes in these various soils. And one thing that's really become evident to, to us is as we go to these locations and we plant variety trials, we plant innovation plots, I'm pulling nematode samples, sending them to Mississippi State University to, to get them tested. And there are a lot of situations where growers never suspected that they had root knot and or reniform nematode issues. And we're showing them the, hey, that you've got high levels of nematodes here. And then when we show them the yields of these varieties uh, compared to a susceptible line, it, it just blows their mind. I mean, we had some trials uh, the last couple of years where we were seeing almost a bale increase in yield with the presence of these reniform nematode traits in the presence of high levels of, of reniform. So when you're talking four to 500 pounds of increase in yield, just by having changing varieties that have a reniform resistant trait in them, it's, it's staggering. That's a lot of cotton, Tom. That's a tremendous amount of cotton. And just this year, uh, Phytogen 411, it won the MSU OBT overall uh, this year. Um, not casting shade on Delta Pine 1646 has been a tremendous variety, high-yielding variety. Uh, uh, but we, we beat that variety by almost 400 pounds this year in the OBT. Um, and what I can tell you is a lot of those OBT locations, Tom, have reniform nematodes. So that's probably where a lot of that yield increase is coming from. From where I sit, reniform is probably one of our biggest cotton issues in this state, especially in situations. And, and we all know and we all talk about it. And we probably don't spend enough time really discussing it that most field situations where we are growing cotton, it's in a continuous production system of cotton, and we really haven't rotated out of that. And and I'm, I'm a realist when it comes to the economics of the situation. I understand sometimes how difficult that is with equipment, but factoring management strategies in for that, for reniform nematode, you really need to consider some of these varieties because I think that's important, and that'll definitely add something to that tool chest so that folks can do a better job of managing those. Um, because in a lot of cases, it's, it's hard to get the samples taken and enough samples to really determine what the numbers are and, and which nematode is present. But from most of the rumbling around the state that I do, I, I think reniform is, is continuing to increase across the production system simply because we're not factoring in some of those situations that we can to manage that. Yeah. And, and I've definitely seen the benefit of rotation. Some growers that I work on that are just adamant about a, uh, a corn cotton rotation or even a corn cotton soybean rotation, you see that those numbers are there, but they're not above thresholds. So rotation definitely is, is a critical part of managing nematodes. But to your point, there's a lot of cotton acres that are just have been cotton on cotton on cotton for several years because that's, you know, just this production system that they're in. And it's just been mind-boggling to see some of the reniform numbers that are on some of these soils. So those growers that are, you know, 
traditional uh, cotton on cotton acres, they definitely need to, to pull some samples and see what kind of levels they may be dealing with because we may have a, a viable rotation option for them and some of our resistant lines. So, Tom, where can folks go to learn more about phytogen and the products that y'all have? They can go to phytogen.com or they can contact their uh, local phytogen seed rep or their uh, their local seed retailer. Tom, we really appreciate Phytogen sponsorship. We really appreciate you coming and visiting, sitting down with us and discussing those things. And, you know, as, as always, really appreciate the continued support. And, and I think, um, you know, folks need to be mindful of those types of traits that are out there and, and consider those moving forward. Appreciate y'all. Thanks, buddy. The Mississippi Crop Situation Podcast is a production of Mississippi State University Extension.